You're listening to Juicy Radio. I'm your host, Tony Bacigalupo, and in this episode, I'm very excited to welcome my good friend, Kat Johnson, who's calling in from Santa Cruz in California. And Kat has been working for some time on helping to co-working spaces to learn how to better tell their stories. Co-working spaces generate uh, tremendous amounts of impact and positive stories from simply existing and from all of the amazing members and all the things that they do in those spaces. And so Kat helps people with their content strategy and helps people kind of find those stories and tell them better. She runs a newsletter called Coworking Out Loud. You can find that at katjohnson.co. It's a free newsletter, so go ahead and check it out. Give it a subscribe. She also runs the Coworking Content Alliance, which is a Facebook group with over 800 members where people get together and talk about co-working content strategy. So highly recommend checking out that group. It's got an amazing culture. It's one of my favorite kind of watering holes for the co-working movement right now. And so um, Kat's got an unconventional story amongst the people that we interview on this podcast because she's not a co-working space owner. She started out as a member of a co-working space and we'll get into her journey a little bit, but it's exciting to see someone so passionate about it who came from the outside and, and is now such a major part of the co-working movement. Kat's also going to be leading a workshop at the Juicy Canada Conference in Banff. That's uh, coming up later in this October. So grab your tickets right away as soon as you can. It's canada.juicy.co. That's again, canada.juicy.co and learn all the details about the amazing conference that's going to be happening in beautiful Banff, Canada. And, and I'll be there as well. So I'll be excited to meet you. If you listen to the program, please let me know when you come say hi and see me in Banff. But in the meantime, let's get to the conversation with Kat here on Juicy Radio, episode 24. Kat, welcome to Juicy Radio. I'm so excited to have you here with me. Thank you, Tony. I'm super happy to be here. Awesome. So uh, tell me a little bit about your background, how you remember first learning about co-working, what attracted you to it, uh, how, how did you kind of get into this world? You know, uh, I knew about co-working long before I joined a space, before Next Space Santa Cruz even opened. They took, I was at freelance camp and they took us all on a tour of the space and I was really intrigued by this whole idea of a workspace that people could do different things. There was the open space and the dedicated desks and offices and things like that. But I wasn't anywhere near being in a place where I needed it yet. Um, and then a handful of years later, I, I, was, I was growing my writing business on the side. It started as a side gig as I was working in a record store. And as I grew that, I was working more and more at home. And like most of us, I didn't like it. And I was feeling disconnected and wanted some more community around me. So there were a couple of spaces in town. And I went with one that was uh, this beautiful building, kind of LEED certified. And um, it was a brand new space. It uh, on the surface, it looked like all the right things. So I joined, and it was half the price of the other one. So I joined, signed a year contract, and a couple of weeks in, I hadn't really connected with anyone. A couple months in, I still hadn't connected, so I just stopped going and kind of wrote out my year contract and then walked a couple blocks away to Next Space, and I walked in and 
Jeremy and Iris were sitting there and I said, I realized that I didn't need a desk and Wi-Fi, but I need humans. And Jeremy was like, you're here, you're home. And it was spot on. It's been, I've been here ever since and it's everything I wanted. It's the professional network that kind of pushes me and challenges me and inspires me to push myself and become a better business owner. And it's a lot of fun. There's a family vibe here. It's a really strong community. And it's, it's everything I love about co-working right here. So it went from, it kind of went full circle where I saw the space long before I needed it and then kind of took a long and windy road to actually get here and become a member. It's interesting. I mean, from your story already, I'm picking up some vibes about the way that people are experiencing co-working now in ways that are different from maybe it used to be a, a little while ago where I think a lot of people are hearing about co-working long before they ever actually need it for one. And then for two, their first co-working experience might not ultimately be the one that is the best one for them or the right fit. And it seems like that's been the case for you. I'm wondering if that's true of a lot of other people as well. You know, that's what, that's one of the things, one of many things I love about the Seattle Collaborative Space Alliance and our friends at Office Nomads. Like when someone comes in for a tour, they encourage people to go look at a bunch of other spaces to find the right fit. Because as you well know, every space is totally different. And sometimes the differences are really subtle and sometimes they're really profound. Like one may have a strong emphasis on programming. Another may be like a really laid back kind of clubhouse vibe. Another may be really kind of professional development oriented. And what I've learned, I used to be a bit more of a co-working purist, but what I've learned is that there's a space that suits everyone. And just because it's not my kind of space doesn't mean it's not the perfect space for somebody else. So I think the best thing people can do is visit a bunch of spaces. And I know the ones I like to look, I like to work in, but I also can appreciate the differences of some of some of the other ones because the industry is growing so fast and there are these incredible spaces like in London, we, on the tours, we went to these insane spaces, just like levels and levels and levels of different options. And one of them had a built-in theater and these, these different sound rooms and super, um, really catered towards like digital creatives and things like that. And while I could recognize that it was an amazing space, it wasn't until we walked into one that was really, it had like a wellness feel about it. There were a lot of people bustling around. There were lots of different kinds of, of work areas like couches and tables and chairs and, and benches and different things that I thought this was of all the spaces we toured, that was the one I would have liked to work in, even though some of the other ones are really impressive. Right. Yeah, for sure. And it's, uh, it's amazing what you can learn just from one tour. Of course, this was at uh, the Juicy UK conference, which you just came back from, uh, what, a week or two ago. Uh, so yep, that's just cool. Yeah. And, um, you know, you're, you're reminding me also there's an alliance in, uh, in Ohio uh, run by Launch House. Uh, well, Launch House and others, but uh, my friends at Launch House, and they have a, a disloyalty card that they use uh, to basically encourage people to visit other spaces. And I think that spirit of camaraderie amongst the spaces uh, is tremendous for kind of speaking to the overall ethos of the movement and, and all that, which is super cool. Um, right. Cause ideally, ideally space operates, you want people in there who are a good fit for your space, right? You don't want anyone and everyone. 
And that would be different for each one. Certainly, in contrast, you can you can picture an environment in which people who really don't belong there um, are there, and the cultural challenges and the operational challenges that come from that, which you know ultimately I think cost more than 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 the membership is worth. Yeah, and it's like my my first experience. If it's not a good fit, I just stopped going. Right, so people give up on co working where they may have their dream space maybe a few blocks away. Yeah, and I'm glad you didn't give up. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. My life would look really different right now well, if I had given it. So you mentioned uh, Jeremy Jeremy Neuner and uh, Iris Kavanaugh, who are uh, two of the kind of cultural foundations uh, of the Next Space kind of network of co-working spaces, and they're you know remarkable community builders and and you know people who have been active in the juicy world as well. We've seen them both speak and participate. And, um, but you, you didn't just become a member. You actually became passionate about co-working itself such that you went on to start some, some projects and some businesses centered around the world of co-working. So tell me about how this crossed over for you. How, for you, how, like, how did you go from being just a customer to being someone who decided you wanted to actually play an integral part in the in this movement right um so when i first joined when i first was co-working i was writing about music and freelancing and productivity and things like that i was writing for a handful of publications doing a lot of like culture arts and culture writing and was writing for some publications that were community oriented like shareable so i was writing about co-working as frequently as they would let me, which wasn't as frequently as I liked. And I felt like I was always writing about it from the outside. And I felt such a strong, I guess to backstep a little bit, at the risk of sounding dramatic, my life changed tremendously for the better when I started, when I found the right fit in a co-working space for me. And I recognized that right away that co-working had the potential to literally transform lives for the better. So once I recognized that, I wanted to write about it as much as I could, but no publications would let me write about it as much as I wanted to. And I realized I was approaching it from the wrong, I was taking the wrong approach that I wanted, rather than writing about it from the outside, I wanted to be inside this movement, helping to further it, helping to attract people to it, helping to get the stories out. So I started writing about, I started helping space operators get their stories out and writing about it from the inside, like teaching people how to blog and do a content strategy. And it was kind of a seed idea initially, but as it grew, I remember having a conversation with Iris and you and I had similar conversations with friends where I asked, do you think there's enough here to go all in on co-working, like to niche down, you know, that the old saying to niche down till it hurts. Do you think there's enough here that I could build an entire career on content marketing and strategy for co-working spaces? And it, I just got resounding yeses from everyone I talked to. So that's what I did. I stopped promoting myself. Uh, you know, I, I stopped looking for work in music and culture and things like that and just went all in on co-working, started positioning myself as that person, kind of set a goal for myself a few years ago to become the go-to content person in co-working. And I just went full speed ahead with that. 
And you went even further beyond that because you've been doing some community building as well, uh, which we'll talk to and uh, talk about in just a little bit. But first of all, I, I want to focus on the storytelling aspect of it. And I think that it's such an important thing for this movement to be focusing on the stories that need to be told. In every co-working space everywhere, all around the world, people are all these incredible stories are happening. People are building businesses. People are making friendships, connections. They're, they're, they're working on new projects and they're hiring people. I mean, the, the, all the different ways that uh, a co-working space is impacting people around them uh, is just absolutely incredible. And so few of those stories really are able to be uh, told from the resources and the structures that people have. So I think it's super valuable that you're doing this specifically from a storytelling perspective, that it's not just content, but it's meaningful content. Uh, and, you know, as opposed to, I imagine some businesses where you'd have to try a little harder to find that meaningful stuff with coworking, I feel like it's the opposite. It's like, we just need to kind of, you know, open up the can of worms and all of a sudden we've got all of this stuff that needs to be highlighted and talked about. Is that, is that kind of what your experience has been in, in some of the uh, clients that you've worked with? That's absolutely my perspective. The can of worms is like, there, there's so much here. There's such an abundance. I, I'm always banging on about people need to get their stories out there, but it used to be enough that you were a co-working space, that you existed. And now there are like 15,000 spaces around the world. It's like it's it's no longer a differentiator that you exist. So then it's like we get into that stuff that really um, lights my soul up of the people and the communities and that we're literally creating the future of work. We're doing um, front-running stuff around wellness and inclusion and diversity and, you know, intentional community building. And there's so much to co-working. And there are the individuals in the spaces. There are the niche spaces. There are the um, just the, the ethos of run-of-the-mill spaces, like what sets each one apart. There's the, lo the local aspect, the neighborhood aspect. Like there's so much. There's just a richness of stories. I feel like my job is so easy that I just get to talk to amazing people and then turn around and tell their stories. It's like I have a queue of dozens of people that I have lined up to talk to, and they all have amazing stories. It's really incredible to think about and, uh, you know, and I think there's a lot more to be done there. And so you're um, doing this for clients, but you also are putting out a, a newsletter where you're sharing tips, which is, um, tell us more about that. Yeah, the Coworking Out Loud newsletter. That's, I think that's my favorite thing that I, of all the, all the writing and content creation I do, I think my newsletter is my favorite because I just have absolute freedom. And what I do, I share, usually at the top, I'll share like what's going on with me, any, anything's coming up, anything that's happening or interesting blog posts. And then I'll share a handful of kind of curated articles about community wellness, co-working, things that I've come across in the week that really resonate with me. And then I share a content tip and it's just, it's that same formula every week, but I absolutely love it. And 
the thing that I appreciate this so much, people email me back. They receive my newsletter and then write back to me. And it's the greatest thing ever because I can tell you, I don't think I've ever responded to a newsletter and I take it as such a, um, a huge compliment or a, such an honor that people take the time to write back and comment on something I've shared or to thank me and people write from around the world. It's like this little newsletter that I just kind of jump in there and share some things that struck me during the week. I try to be as authentic and real as possible. I just keep it super loose and, um, but try to give people valuable stuff. And it's, uh, I just, I adore it. It's so fun. I love doing it and I get, I've gotten great feedback. I think it's up to like a thousand and where are we at? A thousand forty. 50 people on it. They're all co-working space operators. So I have the ear of the people who I want to be helping. And Oh no, the phone of doom interrupted again. <laughs> That's great. The phone of doom. <laughs> Sorry. Um, There's a secret phone in Kat's conference room that is uh, responsible for all of the internet in Santa Cruz. <laughs> we before we started. I, I might, I might take it down if I, if I mess with it. Okay. Uh, the newsletter, so, yes. The Working Out Loud newsletter. Love it. Yes. And uh, you can, uh, if you're listening, you could subscribe to that at uh, katjohnson.co. Yep. Thank you. And uh, uh, as well, you also have the Facebook group, uh, the Coworking Content Alliance. Um, what made you decide to start that? How, how, how has that gone for you? Yeah, the Content Alliance has been amazing. Um, I saw the need for kind of a community-focused Facebook group several years ago. Um, there, there are some great groups online in Facebook, but I felt like there, I felt like we could be doing a better job with the community aspect. So I kind of toyed around with the idea, but didn't want kind of another passion project because I'm like a magnet for passion projects. So when I finally hit on the idea that we could do a content alliance where space operators ask questions, help each other, share resources, uh, all, all the things we like about alliances, um, but under the guise of content, but also really, like I've, I've, I really prioritize the community aspect of that. I try to engage people on a human level and not just that they're space operators. And I'm thrilled at how, at the response of that group. Like we have so many really engaged, active people. Like there are days that I don't even touch it. And there are these incredible conversations happening. Like um, our friend Angel from Cohere, she posted something the other day and it got like a hundred comments. It just blew up all these people chiming in with ideas and, and everything. And, um, once a week, we do kind of a weekly check-in to see how people are doing. And it's a little thing, but I feel like it's a good way to uh, just build that, that sense of community and that we genuinely care about each other. So it's just asking people how they're feeling in that moment. And we see it all. Like some people are broken because something horrible is happening, happening in their space. And other people are thrilled because they just got their dream member or something, you know, it's like we see everything, their losses and, and joys and births and all of that, that comes through this, this content marketing group. So, um, 
Yeah, that that's another thing that I'm I'm really grateful. It just took off and has its own momentum, and I pop in and kind of keep it going. But but the the alliance members are really super engaged. I'm really grateful for that. Yeah, you know, for for a title like Coworking Content Alliance, I would think that there would be a lot of really kind of you know typical internet SEO kind of stuff coming up and. It really isn't. It's been, the conversations have been a lot more substantive and valuable than I think I would have expected just if I were a stranger on the internet looking at the title. Uh, the quality of the connections between the people there is really high. I feel like the camaraderie is there. And um, uh, and those, those, those check-ins that you do, uh, not just the kind of the midweek check-ins, but the, the Monday accountability and the Friday high fives, it really gives us kind of the closest sense we can get to uh, feeling like we're all in the same room together, kind of working on the same, you know, working for the same company uh, when (laughs) the truth is none of us are, but uh, yeah, it's such a win and over 800 members. So it's uh, really incredible to have witnessed its, uh, its rise and only the past, uh, when did you start it? What, two years ago now? Not even two years. It'll be two years in next May. So like about a year and a half or something. Yeah, it's it's just going off. Kat, I feel like you're kind of a, you're this like really chill, totally unassuming like gangster in the co-working movement now. You know? <laughs> uh, I've had, I've hey, had will, you, will you send that to me as a testimonial, please? I'll put that somewhere. <laughs> It'll be memorialized uh, on, okay. the, on the podcast uh, 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 records forever. But uh, it, it's true. You've made a, a big name for yourself, and uh, congratulations on all of that. And I'm, uh, I'm grateful to know you as a friend as well. Um, mm, same, so, Tony. Same. Yay. <laughs> so tell me, tell me a little bit about um, your where you're going next. So uh, you've been doing work with clients. You've been running this newsletter, you've been running this group. What's next for you? What are you focusing on from here on? Yeah, so what I've been doing is creating content and consulting with clients on one-on-one basis. And I realized that I can't keep up with the people who need me to help them that way. So what I'm doing is shifting gears. I cut my clients down to a small handful and I'm shifting gears to do more training stuff, to do some live trainings and to do some courses and to do more speaking and workshops and things like that. And that way it becomes a bit more scalable that I can actually reach people and help instead of one at a time, I can do a a live training with 20 people or 50 people or whatever that is and push them all forward, do some group coaching around that. So that's what I'm looking at at now and do do that work around content marketing specifically for co-working spaces and brand storytelling for spaces and also just some marketing 101. I realized at Juicy UK during one of the marketing sessions that um, a lot of space operators are missing some of the like essential building blocks of a marketing strategy, like knowing who you're trying to reach. So that's going to be one of the first offerings I have is kind of lining up the, the basics of a marketing plan. And uh, conveniently enough, this is something that you're going to be helping people out with at uh, Juicy Canada in Banff. Yep. In a couple of weeks, I'm going to do a brand storytelling little presentation and then workshopping session. And 
the focus on that one is really um, encouraging and inspiring people to be brave about letting their story out into the world. Because what, what I see over and over is people don't want to put forward anything that isn't perfect. And I can so relate to that. I feel like I did that for years of like kind of having my content be separate from who I am as a person. And one of the best things that ever happened was uh, a pretty dramatic thing where I, how do I want to say this? Uh, Though that filter just flew away, that filter just got blown through and I showed up as myself. And the response I received was amazing where people came out and people connected with me in a way that they hadn't with any other piece of content. And I realized how important it is to not just tell your story kind of from a distance, but to be brave and really show up as yourself. And like space operators, they don't want to put something for instance, before they open their space, they don't want to let people in behind the scenes, right? They don't want people to see until the space is perfect. But what I'm seeing is that when people let us in on every step of the journey, they get this, they kind of, we become cheerleaders for them and we become support systems for them for this whole journey, not just opening the doors to crickets because no one even knows that you are working on it. So what I'm going to focus on at Juicy Canada is really being brave about telling your authentic story and letting people into kind of the why of you, why you do what you do. Right. And if it's, if it's renting desks and Wi-Fi, you need to dig way deeper. Yeah. It's something I talk a lot about with my coaching clients as well is the fact that, you know, really there's, there's going to be lots of people renting office space. We can't let ourselves think that we can just, rent a workspace the same as everybody else and, and have fun or even be able to compete. And so uh, at least not for the long term, especially not for the long term. Um, so, you know, there is, there, there is a empowered vulnerability and it takes some time to really refine it. But I think it is a very important and worthwhile practice. And it really, it actually kind of breeds the kind of culture that you would want to have in your co-working space as well, that you want your members to feel comfortable opening up to each other and to be vulnerable with each other about what's going on in their worlds because that's where the real valuable connections get made. Right. And it, yeah. If you have a room full of people who all say everything's great it doesn't, all the time, then nobody's asking for help and then nobody has any opportunity to really support each other. God, that that's so true, Tony. And it's like, it's not about kind of, having all your your dirty laundry out there but it's just about showing up as a human because that's what we connect to like those days of kind of bullhorn advertising where you know a company stands on high and shouts down what they want the masses to do are just gone right like even huge brands like nike are doing like really human personable things that um, we want to we want to strike a chord as humans and um, the more spaces can do that like if in any industry co-working it's like you have to do that right if you're trying to connect humans and and you want them to come be a part of your community and what you're doing there you have to show them what it is that you're you're offering I love it and so um, in terms of the workshop uh, obviously, we're going to kind of touch on that in, in the course of what you're teaching there, which is which is great. Um, t- 
tell me more about your relationship to Juicy and the conferences and in particular what you're excited about uh, with this conference coming up in Banff. You know, my relationship with Juicy is that's where all my friends go hang out. So I go to as many as I can. Like that for me, I love the unconference sessions. I love the panels. I love the presentations. But um, what I really love about Juicy is you get these like hotbeds of amazing people doing amazing work in the co-working world. And every time I come away, like I showed up at Juicy UK knowing hardly anyone, like a teeny handful and I left with like my heart overflowing with all the connections and all the amazing people and that happens every time I feel like this circle of community just gets bigger and stronger and bigger and stronger and I loop them into what I'm doing they loop me into what they're doing I end up writing about a lot of them and interviewing people and it just grows like that like I have a, a secret goal I'll share here to meet everyone in co-working and I'm way behind the curve but I kind of hold that goal like I want to know what what people are up to so that's my kind of primary thing with Juicy is that it's the best place where everyone is all in one place. All the co-working people that, that I love and have old friends, friends I haven't met yet, um, are all in the same space. It's kind of hard to overestimate the value of the, the, the connections that get made there and just kind of the breakthroughs that can happen, right? That there's maybe something you need to learn, something that you're trying to figure out. Maybe it's a big thing like, should I open a co-working space? You know, something really uh, significant. I know a lot of people come to these conferences who are thinking about starting spaces, working on spaces, have a lot of questions. And so um, there's, there's value in that. And you get that from the conference content. And it sounds, you know, based on my own experience, your experience, what you're describing here, that a lot of times some of the most valuable things are the things that are kind of hard to predict hard to know exactly you know when, it, when it's going to come and what kind of value it's going to provide. But uh, knowing that there are people there that you can meet who are going to be able to kind of help you along on your journey and uh, certainly to form a friendship with is uh, particularly exciting. Yeah. And, you know, I used to kind of, I used to be able to go to Juicy kind of incognito and um, in <laughs> London, in London, a couple things happened where I was like, Oh God, people were like, wait, you're that Kat Johnson? Or I said something about the Content Alliance and someone said, oh, wait, that's you? And it's like, oh, God, I have to watch my ass a little bit now. You're becoming famous. <laughs> <laughs> Co-working famous. It was crazy. Oh, Lots it, of fun, though. It is, it is a fascinating thing that, like, what, once you start to kind of cross over into this place of being recognized – how it's it's cool and it can be kind of scary and it's all these different things at the same time. Yep, for sure. It's it's all good. I, I it was very flattering and I actually I I prefer to show up. Um, how is it? I'd, I'd rather have people. I'd rather show up and have people go, oh, that's you, than be like showing up with um, I don't know some kind of pretense or something about they should know me. Do you know what I mean? Like. Um, I like yeah, to like, play I was it. like, oh, I you're, like yeah, play like you're, you're a person. That's cool. Like you're the, now, the, now I see the human behind that name I've heard of. It's like, it's so neat to yeah. meet a person. I get that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I like to keep it chill. 
So, okay. Uh, and by the way, are you excited to go to Banff? Have you ever been? Oh my I'm God. Totally on my bucket list. The photos from that area are on <laughs> Are those real? Right? <laughs> I mean, we're going to find out in a few weeks, but goodness. Yeah, I'm over the moon. I can't wait to relax. I can't wait to connect. Some of my favorite humans are going to be there. Um, some downtime sounds absolutely amazing. I'm going to be there for a week, so I hardly even know what to do with myself to have a, a week of, of nature time and retreat and unconference and all that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it. That's right. You're, you're not just going for uh, the Juicy Canada. You're also going to be participating in the Women Who Co-Work retreat as well. Yep. On the front side is Women Who Co-Work, which, um, wow, that, that community, the work that Iris and Laura are doing is just so, so, so cool and so important and creating space for women to talk about um, unique challenges and, and unique needs and to, to be in circles a lot sharing. Um, so that, that'll be an amazing kind of run up to the conference. I love it. I love it. A double header of amazing community connection. I am so excited to be going on a, a scenic hike with you and maybe with oh, let's do it. who is listening yeah. right now, who we haven't met yet, who we're going to meet in weeks. How about that? A new bestie. I love it. Not even just like an okay friend, like a, <laughs> like a bestie, right? It's a real, a real yeah. winner. So um, if you're listening, come join us for a hike in Banff and uh, we'll, we're excited to see you there. Um, yeah, absolutely. Kat, it has been such a pleasure. I'm glad we got a chance to do this and uh, very much looking forward to that hike and so much more when I see you in Canada very soon. Thanks, Tony. Me too. It's always nice to chat with you, my friend. Hooray. All right. Great talking to you, Kat, and I will talk to you soon. Sounds good. Bye. Bye. There you have it. That was my conversation with the amazing Kat Johnson. Once again, she will be leading a workshop at Juicy Canada in Banff, October 21st to 23rd. Grab your tickets now. It's right around the corner and would love to see you there. It's going to be a beautiful, beautiful uh, uh, visit. They've got uh, shuttles to get you from the airport. They've got a very affordable hotel situation. So really, uh, they're, they're, good. they're working to make it as easy as possible to visit a place that is very much on my bucket list. If you don't know what, what Banff is or where it is, uh, do yourself a favor, open up Google, look at pictures. It's unreal. Uh, it really is one of the most beautiful places on earth. And I have a feeling we're gonna have a really, really valuable uh, opportunity to share best practices with coworking and all that good stuff, uh, while also just having an amazing time experiencing that beautiful place as a group together. I think we're going to be forming some really great, strong bonds. So uh, grab a ticket to Juicy Canada, uh, come for a hike with me and Cat, and uh, I think you will be more than happy that you did so. Uh, hopefully, you can join us for that. Canada.juicy.co. Otherwise. I will see you on the next episode of Juicy Radio. And in the meantime, keep being awesome.